This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Chris Fedor joins us. Hello, buddy. Hey, hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing. We're just uh, we're talking a little Cavs basketball. First of all, Danny hey. Green. Uh Obviously, going to happen. He's in the arena. He didn't just show up in Cleveland on an obscure Tuesday for Monday for no reason. Uh, so he's going to join the team. First of all, how's his health coming back from an ACL injury last year? And, and as we all know, just look at Ricky Rubio, takes a little time you know, to find your way again. How ready do you think Danny will be? And do you think he can still shoot? Nobody knows. I asked that question to everybody that I could before last night's game, and they all shrugged their shoulders and said, don't know, we're going to have to wait and see. He played three games with Memphis upon returning from a 10-month absence, and he played only 44 total minutes and just made a couple of threes. So um, I think everybody is wondering the same thing that, that you guys are. Obviously, the Cavs feel like he can contribute on the court at some point in time in some capacity. Otherwise, they wouldn't have used their final roster spot on him and gotten about $500,000 away from the luxury tax with this signing actually go and do that um it just remains to be seen how i think there's a difference between being available to play and being effective and i think we saw that early on in the return of ricky rubio he was out there he was playing he was doing things but he wasn't as effective as the guy that we saw obviously last year for the Cavs before the injury and danny's 35 years old he's got to shake off some rust He's got a hard time cracking this rotation because of the consistency of the eight, nine guys that JB is currently using. So I think, um, I think he can help. I do. I just don't think it's going to be a massive addition to the Cavs on the court. That is. Do, do you think JB is going to regret at the end of the season, just using that few amount of guys? I, I'm just, I mean, I look at the numbers of the other top players in the league and I'm like, okay, well this is all comparable. So maybe, you know, as Jeff and I talk about this a lot, like, I don't know. I'm looking at the other good players in the league. They all see as many minutes as our guys do. But as a group, I mean, do you wonder? I mean, what, do you start limiting minutes down Cavs, the stretch? Or what Cavs do you do fifth here? right now in starter minutes. Yeah. yeah. What do you think there? Which is okay. Right? 
Yeah, do I think it's going to be problematic when it comes to March, April, and May? Yeah, yes. I think there's some truth to that. You okay. know, at the end of last year, Darius Garland in the play-in tournament was completely gassed. Mentally and physically, he was strained. Um, but circumstances tied into that, right? Colin yep. Sexton was out for the year. Ricky Rubio was lost for the year. And then he was traded to Indiana. Karis LeVert got hurt shortly after All-Star break. So the Cavs almost didn't have a choice. And I think to some level... You know, if JB would get more production from his bench, and the Cavs have the third lowest scoring bench in the entire NBA, had he gotten more production at times during December and January, then maybe the minutes for Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, some of these other guys wouldn't be as high. But in order for JB um, to continue to rely on the bench, they have to give him more reason to do that. So I do think it's problematic. It's something that I have written about. It's something that I've asked JB and other people about throughout the course of this season. Um, but at times, like, he's had to play Darius, Donovan, Evan, and Jarrett those kinds of minutes just to pull out some of these wins. And with the East being what it was in the first half of the year before, you know, Brooklyn decided to completely um, detonate their roster, um, a lot of these wins were very, very important to the Cavs. Chris, I, the the obvious reason is because you want to win games and they're your best players. But yeah. why why does JB feel the need now to play the starters the big minutes? And, and again, I say big minutes. It wasn't too long ago. Guys are playing that all the time. And let, let's quote Mike Hargrove: Starters are starters for a reason. We all know that they're they're terrific. We know we know the Cavs core four is a big time group of guys, but. Yeah. Does he feel an absolute, which I think he should maybe, an absolute need to win as many as possible to get as high of a playoff seed so you have an easier first-round opponent? Uh, or does he not trust his bench? Does he not have enough there to go to to win? Game? I mean, he played big minutes against one of the worst teams in the NBA you know, last night to get the win. Well, it's the third lowest scoring bench in the NBA. It is a very, very inconsistent second unit. And, yeah, I think part of that has to do with the fact that they're getting inconsistent playing time. But I think we all understand Jetty Osman is the kind of erratic player that is going to have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. That's just who he is. It's who he's always going to be. Um, Ricky Rubio still isn't completely right coming back from such a long layoff, 380 days in terms of his recovery. Um, he's still trying to find his way and shake off the rust. You know, Dean Wade has been up and down um, since he got back into the rotation and since he came back from shoulder and ankle issues. And Karis LeVert is an up-and-down player as well. You know, the truth is when you have um, those kinds of players, anybody's bench around the NBA, well, the majority of teams around the NBA, their role players are going to be up and down and they're going to be inconsistent. But there's just a different level of inconsistency that the Cavs' second unit has shown. And I think it's hard at times for JB to put his full trust behind this group that is the third lowest scoring bench in the entire NBA. Um, I also think coming out of a hellish January, I don't want to say that the Cavs were down on themselves, but they didn't love how they played in January. And I think they wanted to fix things as best they could and build some momentum going into the all-star break. And I sense the Cavs and JB chasing wins a little bit more here in February than maybe he did at other points in the season because of the time of year that it is, 
because the all-star break is right around the corner and because the feeling around the team coming out of the January that was very, very difficult on them in a lot of different ways. Chris Fedor joining us. PlainDealerCleveland.com does an outstanding job covering the Cavaliers, and, of course, you hear him here from time to time on 92.3 The Fan. Some really good things have happened this year. To me, the most stunning thing about this season for the Cavaliers is this. Here we sit on Valentine's Day, and Kevin Love isn't playing and isn't in the rotation. And I, as you just said, the third lowest scoring bench in the league, inconsistent yeah. minutes. It, it screams to me that, boy, he's either hurt or he doesn't have it anymore, Chris, because if he had it, he'd be playing, wouldn't he? So, so what might it be? Well, he was bad. He is in the middle of his worst season of his entire career. Sure. I think everybody will admit that if Kevin is not knocking down shots and spacing the floor, and being a plus on the offensive end. Can't help you. Is it injury, though, or is it, is it is he lost it? I, I think it's a combination of both. Okay. I mean, he's 30, 40 years old, and um, his thumb has been bothering him. I wrote about it a few different times for Cleveland.com. If you just look at his shooting splits um, before the thumb injury and after the thumb injury, they are striking. Like, he could not hit a shot consistently once that thumb injury popped up. It was a fractured right thumb. Uh, He was told at the time by the training staff that it was going to take about six to seven weeks to feel back to normal. He just had to play through it and gut through it. But because it was bothering him, he changed his shooting mechanics. Like, he temporarily eliminated his right thumb from his shooting mechanics, and now he reintroduced his right thumb. But I think all of that, plus the lower back issue, plus the fact that there's a lot of wear and tear on his body, plus the fact that it's later in the season than it was at the beginning of the season, all of that, I think, has combined to make him ineffective. But I just don't think there was anything that JB could say to the guys realistically about, I'm going to continue to play the guys who give us the best chance to win. I'm going to continue to play the guys who deserve the minutes the most. I don't think he could say that to the guys and then turn around and play Kevin Love because he was a disaster towards uh, the, the, the end of, of his playing time. Um, and there was nothing that he was doing better than somebody like Dean Wade. So as long as Dean Wade is healthy and playing at a higher level than Kevin, he's a better defender, and he's just as reliable as a spacer and shooter with Kevin not being able to shoot because of the thumb injury and because of the decline just in his game, um, there was no reason for JB to try and justify playing Kevin Love with with the way that he was playing for this team. All right, let me ask you this one about JB because I'm just I'm curious because now he's got a, he had a little taste last year of what the postseason can be or the potential of the postseason. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's learned about himself and the way he coaches this team? I mean, I know having Donovan Mitchell this year is different than last year, but what do you think he's learned? The, the, the biggest thing as we head towards the second half of the season? I think he's still learning, to be perfectly honest with you guys. Sure. There are a lot of answers that, that we need about this young Cavs team and how they're going to handle pressure situations and what it's going to be like for them once they get into the playoffs and in a seven-game series when it's all about exploiting weaknesses. Um, and I think JB has to learn a lot of things when it comes to a postseason series as well. But in saying that, 
I, I mean, I think the thing that he does best is he manages personalities and he communicates openly and honestly with all these guys about what their role is, the lineups that he's planning to use. And I think the thing that he has done best beyond that even is he's made difficult decisions when it comes to lineups. You know, he started the year with Karis LeVert as the starting small forward. And Karis won that job coming out of training camp in the preseason because he was the best performer of everybody that was up for that job. But, you know, 14 games in the season, JB made a difficult decision to yank Karis out of that starting lineup and put him as a sixth man because he thought it was best for Karis and he thought it was best for the team. And he went to Lamar Stevens. Like, nobody would have thought that. And then last year, at the beginning of the year, he started Lowry Markinen at small forward when everybody was like, <laughs> you're nuts. That's not going to work. There's no chance that that can work with three seven-footers. And he's taking Kevin Love out of the rotation, a very, very difficult decision, given everything that Kevin means to the organization, has meant to the organization, and has accomplished in his career. But that's what was best for the team at the time. And maybe Kevin finds his way back into the rotation, and maybe there's an injury to somebody that is consistently in the eight or nine men that JB tends to go with. Um, but that's a very, very difficult decision for any head coach. And I think having the guts and the trust in a team to do those kinds of things speaks volumes, despite the fact that we still have questions about JB's in-game adjustments, his X's and O's, his rotations, his minute allocation, and stuff like that. Danny Green's coming in, takes up that last roster spot. Yep. Could you see any juggling? Any Is there anything they could do if they wanted to do any other tweaking? Could they cut somebody, bring somebody in? Is is there any other possible move they could make there? No, it's really, really difficult, guys, with the okay. fact that they're $500,000 away from the luxury tax, and they do not want to go into the luxury tax. They do not want to start that clock ticking. So I think... The, the roster that they have with these 15 and then the two two-ways, Mamadi Diakite and, and Isaiah Mobley, I think it's about what they're going to go with. This is what they have for the rest of the year. Great to have you with us, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. You got it, guys. Anytime. Chris Fedor, Plain Dealer, Cleveland.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.